Welcome to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, Sports Edition. Come join our team of armchair quarterbacks as we discuss, dissect, and debate all that sports had to offer this week. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Welcome in, cronies, to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, Sports Edition, where we're going over Week 10 NFL action. I'm here with my two best friends, John and Jay. I enjoyed this week, guys, because the Jets had a bye week, so it was very relaxing for me. How was your week? Well, fantasy football was very stressful, and the games that I were watching were very stressful as well. So it was just, it was a lot of intense action this week. I had to work this Sunday, and it was probably the worst Sunday to work because those oh. games were epic. <laughs> yeah, and, and they started and early. Yeah. We'll just say I called my wife a bunch to ask her what was going on because I was seeing some scores <laughs> pop up on my TV. And I was like, what's happening? Where are we at? What's going on? What are they doing? It was, and Jay, you and Jay, you have a big uh, fantasy football matchup going on right now. For the we're we're recording this and we are at halftime of the Monday Night Football game and Jay is coming down to the wire. You're only up by what, like twenty points, maybe? I am up by twenty points right now. And, and he's got AJ Brown and the Phillies defense going. Yeah, I'll say so. the person I'm playing has uh, has AJ Brown and the Phillies D. So I just hope the Commanders keep pouring points on. So Come far, on. they're shutting AJ down and they're pouring points on. So far, so good. Well, let's get into some action here. Uh, Thursday night game, Panthers over the Falcons, 25-15. to 15. And the Panthers trading away Christian McCaffrey continue to look pretty good. Pretty good. Deontay Foreman, uh, he's looking very good. Uh, just ran all over the Falcons that night. They really couldn't do anything. They looked absolutely terrible. Um, not much else to report from that game. Uh, two kind of ho-hum teams that are basically playing for draft picks. I think it was kind of like a sloppy weather game, too. I think there was a few tropical storms or something going on in Carolina where they were playing, and I think uh, that affected a lot of the big plays from happening. Yep. Not not as fun as uh, a game in Germany, though. So this game uh, was played in Germany. I think it was the first NFL regular season game to be played in Germany. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 21, Seattle Seahawks 16. Uh, I did something this week, guys, uh, just for this game. I did a Rosetta Stone in Germany so I can tell it to you guys in German here. So I'm going to give it my best go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's not angry enough. It needs to be a little deeper So anyways, is that too a little German. That's why I can't say it. Tom Brady continues his winning streak since I made my John Gill guaranteed. So it's going to keep improving here, guys. Stay on the ride for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are going to be rolling. Um, very fun game. I think it was a fun environment for everybody involved. Seahawks uh, really struggled there um, with their running game. They barely had any carries or runs. I think they were trying to play pass catch up most of the game. So uh, didn't get to catch most of it. 
and uh, saw some highlights, and I thought it was a pretty good showing besides uh, Tom Brady trying to do the uh, wide receiver catch. <laughs> I don't know what he is so obsessed with catching a Nick, football. Because Nick Foles did it, that's why. But <laughs> but he wants to do it, and keep going for it, man. 45 years old, get that NFL catch. You know, the best highlight of this game was the crowd singing John Denver, Take Me Home. Yes. Take me home. Yeah, man, that was awesome. The whole crowd was just singing the whole song. It was fantastic. Was it in German? No, they were singing American. Maybe this game was actually in America, and they just said it was in Germany. (laughs) NFL, if don't kill us, please. We're on to you, NFL. Uh, yeah, the Tom Brady and the Bucks are undefeated since he's been divorced. He has uh, got those distractions out of his head, and he's playing a little bit better. Although, did you see he was on pace to break yet another record going to this game? The most consecutive pass attempts without an interception held by Aaron Rodgers. He missed it by two pass attempts. Wow. No way. Yep. Pretty good still mm. for a forty-five-year-old. Last week he hit the the one milestone. Which one was that one, John? Uh, last week he broke the hundred thousand passing yards milestone. Wow! First one to ever do it in uh, regular season and playoffs. So very good job, Tom. I w- I wonder if you hit a hundred thousand passing yards if it feels the same as when you hit a hundred thousand miles in your car. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling he just doesn't hit the same. I have I a feeling when you get to 100,000 miles in your car, it devalues. When you get 100,000 yeah. passing yards, that ball increases in value. Yeah. <laughs> you get 100,000 in your car, you're like, oh. And you get 100,000 passing yards, oh. oh. <laughs> How long have I been doing this? <sighs> that was a good game, but it, to me, it wasn't the game of the week. Jay, what was the game of the week this week? Man, this game was not only billed as the game of the week, it played like the game of the week. I don't even know what highlight to talk about because there were like 20 of them. They all happened like in the fourth quarter. It was incredible. Uh, The Minnesota Vikings versus the Buffalo Bills. The Vikings win in overtime. Uh, This is their seventh win. Um, this season that is in one possession game, they are eight and one, they won 33 to 30 and to get there was absolutely insane. Um, I, a couple of the plays off top of my head. I thought Stefan Diggs had an amazing one-handed catch. You mean and the then, defender who guided that into his chest had the No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about St- I'm talking about Stefan Diggs. Oh, Stefan Diggs had an amazing one-handed catch up in the air, very uh, Odell Beckham like brought it in and I thought, "Man, that's incredible." And then Justin Jefferson topped it, and you're correct. It was uh, the defender had two hands on the ball. He had one, but that is one of – it was fourth and 18. And me and my son are cheering for the Vikings, and it's I'm like, it's fourth and 18. I don't know what they're going to do. Well, they're going to go to Justin Jefferson because that guy just – he goes after the ball. Ten catches, 193 yards, uh, and a touchdown for that game. But that catch was unbelievable. Um, And then it just led right into uh, more amazing catches uh, for Justin Jefferson in that game. Uh, But, yeah, I – 
that that game was it was awesome. So the Vikings take it. The Vikings take it down. They're trying to score to win the game. They take it down to the one yard line, and they go for it and don't convert on a on fourth, fourth and one. And, fourth and about inches. a half a yard line. They can't. Kirk Cousins runs it sideways, gets pushed sideways in the pile. The Bills get the ball back. They're too deep in the end zone to kneel on it, so they're going to have to run a play to try to get a little breathing room. And 45 seconds left. The game should be over. They snap the ball, fumble it. The Vikings recover, touchdown. In the end zone. The game should be over. And now the Vikings are up by three points because their field goal kicker missed an extra point a couple touchdowns ago. So now the Bills have 42 seconds with Josh Allen and they drive down the field on a very controversial catch to Gabe Davis and get in a field goal range, very Patrick Mahomes-esque from a year ago in the playoffs, and they get in a field goal range, but it wasn't enough because the Vikings took them down in OT. Um, seven and one Vikings, very – last year you said they won all these close games. There was the exact opposite last year. They lost every close game. So – very how two exciting does, teams. How does the Gabe Davis catch not get reviewed? I don't in know this, in this and, NFL. Like, yeah, I, I I don't understand it. There's it's literally within the last thirty seconds of the game. How does the New York not call yeah, booth review? Like it, we literally saw five replays of that before the next play. Uh-huh. So how you only need to see one to know it was a controversial catch. Like, like I don't it, understand how that didn't get. You got ruled the catch, and then everything going on the, today's today's age of NFL. You review it if there's a bunch of opposing people on the sidelines here's, saying it's not a here's catch. My stuff theory. Like that. Here's my theory. It just popped in my head. You guys ever watched the first Iron Man? Uh-huh. And when he goes in his new suit and he flies across the world to take on those guys that held him captive, and uh, his uh, general buddies in that room, and they want to call the the uh, White House to tell him what's mm-hmm. going on, and he clicks on the phone. He goes, it's training exercise. So the the refs in New York are going, we got to review this call. Let's call him up. And Roger Goodell hits the hang up. <laughs> ratings. 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 Man, well, it, I mean. Goodell the just has like a big red button in his yeah. office where he can like just the press phone, it. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> Hey, why, yeah. why can't we call this in? The phones are down again. Yeah. Every time the game's on the line, these phones go down. The, you, you know, the crazy part about this in overtime, the Bills are one of the are one of the major reasons this rule got changed. I mean, versus the Chiefs, the Chiefs got the toss, go down, kick a field goal, win in overtime. And so now the rule is if you kick a field goal, the other team still has a chance. Well, so the, no, that's, no, that's that, been the rule for a that's few years been the rule now. in the regular. That was the rule in the postseason, Jay. Yeah, postseason no, has different overtime rules than regular season. Yeah, but but now the regular season has those rules. The regular season always had those rules for a while. The postseason yeah, it's been hasn't. Two to th- it's been two to three seasons that the NFL has done this during the regular season. Now that you have to get a touchdown to win the game automatically, or if you have a field yeah. goal. Yeah, if postseason you have a field goal, is the other death. team has a chance to respond. Well, yep. the the Bills got their chance, so the Vikings drove down and they could only kick a field goal, and so the Bills got their chance. They got the ball and they were driving down the field. I thought they were going to go down and score pretty easily, but Josh Allen throws a pick to. 
Patrick Peterson. He who's picks him off. Who's in the league in uh, turnovers right now? Josh Allen wow. leading the league in turnovers. Daniel th- Jones 2.0. He yep. throws <laughs> he throws that pick in overtime. It seals the game. It's over. Josh Allen is now 0 and 4 in overtime. So one more thing I want to say about this game was uh you know, I'm watching all my uh, all my stats for my fantasy team, you know, while while I'm at work, when I'm on a break and um and I text my wife. I'm like, hey, you got to cheer for Dalvin. He's struggling here against the Bills. Like, you got to cheer for him, you know. Every time Red Zone <laughs> cuts to the Vikings game, I go, Dalvin, 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 Dalvin. Boy, he broke. And I, and I go, and I do that. And so I tell my wife, I go, you have to do that because Dalvin works better with encouragement. And so then my wife starts doing that, and then boom, 81-yard touchdown <laughs> notif- notification <laughs> pops up on my phone, and I'm like, holy cow. Holy cow. I didn't know it was going to Your wife's probably mouth just dropped like, uh-huh. like holy cow. So then I just kept texting my wife, like, pray for a Christian Kirk touchdown. And she's like, okay. And then I'm like texting her all this stuff, and everything I text her, it's like, boom, boom, boom. And it just happens. <laughs> Your wife is the secret. Can now I, borrow, I know who to text on can I borrow your wife next Sunday? Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to start texting her on Sundays. It's cool. That Dalvin Cook touchdown, in the it was the end of the third quarter. That's what sparked oh, yeah. all these runs. Mm-hmm. It was 10 to 27 at that point. And, yeah, I mean, the the, the Vikings just went on a tear. We, we, we always joke about that 1 o'clock Kirk Cousins, but during the witching hour, Kirk Cousins just comes alive. I saw that funny meme with uh, his team waiting for him on a plane holding the chain. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Ryan, I believe the Vikings and the Bills were your Super Bowl pick, right? Yep, somebody's got to win. What a great Super Bowl that would have been, man. Oh, still can be, John. Still can be. If the Bills can make it. We want a rematch, man. What a great game. Uh, Speaking of a great game. Lions and Bears. Oh my! That Lions win thirty-one to thirty, but not because the Bears or Justin Fields didn't look awesome. Justin Fields, Michael Vick, two point <laughs> looks amazing. You cannot. He is the offense for that team. He is. He is on a pace right now for fifteen hundred yards rushing, just crushing. Every record that could be for a quarterback. Uh, but the Lions came back. They were behind, and they won this game 31-30 from their grit, as Dan Campbell says. Uh, both of them are in rebuilding. Uh, so not much else to say about that game. Because it was pretty much Justin Fields and then just a bunch of ho humminess to get to 31-30. Yeah, and I mean, with with Justin Fields, I was watching that game, and they were winning. The Bears are winning twenty four to ten at the end of the third quarter. The Lions get a touchdown. Bears, the very next, it was that next possession. Justin Fields throws a horrible interception, pick six, and then it's tie game twenty four twenty four. And I'm sitting there like, man, Justin, you're showing you're showing your your you're showing your rookie. 
And then that very next possession, he breaks off 67-yard yeah. run, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy is unbelievable. Um, but, yeah, the, the Lions did end up winning, and it's because Cairo Santos missed a PAT. It should have been 31-31 to 31 if, he had, if he had made that extra kick after that 67-yard run, but he missed it, and that gave the Lions the chance to score a touchdown, kick a PAT. Was it a, the was it a double doink? It was not a double doink. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> you know, I said uh, on an earlier sports podcast on young quarterbacks in fantasy football, you can't give up on these young quarterbacks. You have to you have to let it play out and let them – you know when it's time to give up on them, but you got to give them time in an offense and enough games. Uh, I'm going to give you an example in the fantasy football league that all three of us are in. Justin Fields got traded twice this year. During the season, twice he got traded, and now the guy that has him is reaping the benefits. Yep, because he didn't get him; he didn't have to trade very much to get this guy. Now he's going to be a stud quarterback for him, probably for ten years. Got to hold Speaking on to his talent. Stud quarterbacks. What is it with the Miami Dolphins and everybody's favorite to attack? <laughs> like how? In the world, are the Dolphins that much better when he is behind center? Like, they just seem unstoppable when he's leading that team on offense. Uh, Jeff Wilson also had a pretty good game running the ball for him. But, I mean, Dolphins 39, Cleveland Browns 17. It wasn't even a game. Like, what happened here? They They pulled their starters out in the fourth quarter of that game. I think the big thing with Tua is he is so accurate short distance in in mid throws that they can just keep moving the chains and moving the chains. And he may not have the strongest arm, but with how fast his receivers are, he doesn't have to be. As long as he, just, as long as he throws it downfield in his single coverage, those guys will run around and grab it. Run but he's so accurate on those, those mid and short throws that it's just, it's just so hard to stop. They are. And now they got two good running backs and a defense that's even better with Bradley Chubb. They're going to be – I mean, besides the Jets, I don't know who's beating them. <laughs> Uh, going to one of the next amazing games from the week, the Broncos versus the Titans. Uh, Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> um, the, the Titans win this game 17-10, to 10, not surprised. Uh, Broncos still are just terrible. Um, but this was not because of King Henry. Um, I expected uh-huh. a big game. I expected a big game from King Henry. He had 19 carries for 53 yards. That's it. Um, what? They won this on the arm of Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Tannehill threw for 255 yards, two touchdowns. I don't know if you guys saw the flea flicker play, but that uh-huh. was a beautiful flea flicker. They hand it to Henry. He runs like as hard as he can to the line, turns around, and just perfect pitch. Tannehill has a wide open receiver um, 50 yards down the field, just nails it perfectly. He runs it in the rest of the way. It was it was an amazing play. But yeah, Titans win 17 to 10. I feel sorry for that that Broncos D because gosh darn those guys, that Broncos D is might be the best D in the league, but their offense is so terrible. So, so they, bad. you know you know what would help the Broncos? Geno Smith. If they had Geno Smith on that team, I can't imagine how good they'd be. <laughs> they would be so good. Uh, let's get to another barn burner of a game. The Giants and the Texans. Giants win 
maybe one of the most boring games of the weekend. But Giants, uh, they have seven wins as well this year. I believe they're seven and two. Seven and two, yep. Yep, they're uh, they're the worst best team in the league by far. Saquon Barkley carried them. I think he had like 140 some yards rushing and 30, 35 carries. 35 carries. Uh, Would you say 152? 152 rushing. Uh, he looked phenomenal as usual. Um, Daniel Jones was good enough, and their defense played good again. Um, Texans are terrible though. But who was who was that quarterback for the Giants? What's that? Who, who was that quarterback? Josh Danny Allen Dimes. 2.0. <laughs> Danny Dimes, Josh Allen 2.0, man. Only had like four incompletions, figured out the secret sauce of giving it to Saquon Barkley over and over and over again, and they went all over that field, man, 24-16. Yeah, Daniel Jones has really never had. Saquon Barkley's almost been hurt every year that Daniel Jones has been a quarterback. This is like his first year he's actually had a healthy Barkley. Speaking of another game that raised a lot of blood pressures, Pittsburgh Steelers 20, New Orleans Saints 10. Um, Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, 174 yards, touchdown, couple picks. Camara couldn't do anything on the ground. And then our big boy, Tiny Hands Pickett, (laughs) almost got to 200 yards passing, 199. No touchdowns, no interceptions, but he did scramble around on that field, 51-yard scrambling, one touchdown there. So uh, I guess overall showing from the Steelers, you get the W, move on to the next game. You know, watching watching that game – Pickett can move. He can scramble, and he he scrambled out of a lot of uh, bad situations to keep them moving the chains and getting down the field. Najee Harris played well, um, which was uh, good to see. But the main thing from this game was Mike Tomlin. The only team he had not beaten yet in the NFL was the Saints. Really? So he has now beaten 31 teams. The only team left is the Steelers, and he My says gosh. he'll never beat the Steelers because he ain't leaving them. So uh, he has now beaten 31 teams uh, in the NFL uh, with that win. Hall of Fame coach. Speaking uh, of Hall right of Fame in, coaches. Yeah, speaking of Hall of Fame coaches, <laughs> no better way to start your career. <laughs> You might not have any collegiate experience. You might not have any NFL coaching experience, but holy moly, Jeff Saturday. So the Colts pulled a total 180 out of their uh, hat, and they put Matt Ryan in as the starting quarterback after it was already declared that he would not start again for the rest of the year. Um, The Colts end up beating the... Oh, the hopeless Raiders, 25-20. to 20. Uh, I don't know how Josh McDaniels kept his job today. Um, Let's have a moment of silence here for the Las Vegas Raiders and their, and their season. I will remember you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mark Davis already came out and said he's not firing Josh McDaniels. He said yeah. you guys need to be patient. It's one year. We've lost a lot of close games, he said. The uh, cars crying on the podium. Matt, <laughs> dude, Matt Ryan busted out a 39-yard run on was this it, during. It's this gonna be game. one of the longest runs of his. It career. was the longest career run for Matt Ryan. He and did it at 
what the ripe old age of 43 years old whatever he is and uh just i thought my tv was on slow-mo when he was running but that was him running (laughs) that was him running (laughs) and uh yeah he so jeff saturday got the win and i i was watching a um press conference i tagged you both on it on facebook i don't know if you saw it but jeff saturday came out and he just he called it like it was he goes i don't have collegiate experience i don't have the nfl experience i'll tell you what i do have or coaching experience i have 14 years in this business i've got to drive uh to win i know the game of football i want to be here and look at the end of the season if i'm not right for it i'll tell you yeah you guys are right i was wrong i can't do this but I'm telling you, I'm here to play. I'm here to have fun, and I can do this. He's, and a, I was, he's a leader of men, and he has a very infectious like <laughs> attitude and personality. Yes, and that yes, whole locker room is eating it up. Even yes, all these they coaches they passed over, even their bitterness there, I don't see him holding it very long because he is – He's that guy who his servant's talent isn't bigger than his ego. You know what I mean? He yep. knows who he is. He knows he's humble. He knows that this is just an interim head coaching job. He didn't sign a 10-year contract to coach the Colts, and yep. he's going to go out there, and he's going to put the best game plan forward to get the best to, to get the win, and that's what happened with Matt Ryan. I will tell the, you when it comes Colts, to you. Yeah, sorry. I will tell you when it comes to an NFL coach, you could have a 2 by 4 with a smiley face drawn on it as long as they win – they will be respected. Win cures. <laughs> wins cure everything in the NFL. The You're Colts, just giving some people some ideas there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mark Davis is like, wait a Our minute. Our coach will be planky. <laughs> planky. <laughs> the, Colts, the Colts had 17 million reasons not to play Matt Ryan. That is what's on the line if he starts hitting his bonuses. They're going to owe him $17 million if Matt Ryan hits yards bonuses, touchdown bonuses. That's why they said they were benching him he's not going to be the quarterback for even the next couple years so they sat him on the bench and said we're not going to pay him these bonuses let's just see what ellinger does john said it saturday comes in he's like i need the best game plan if you're going to make me do this i need matt ryan and the owner said okay go for it and they put together um they they put together the win Uh, so does that bring up the uh theory that ursay sabatou Frank Wright out of the head coaching position? It's a good theory. Well, Frank Reich obviously was not. He did all the offensive play calling. Their offense was absolute garbage. Their defense started getting better, but their offense just kept getting worse. He had to go. He Nobody he, – he was just terrible there. I mean, uh, he had all those chances to get Matt Ryan his longest career run. Jeff Saturday did it. <laughs> We'll go to the next game here. Talk about the comeback kid, Aaron Rodgers in the Packers beating wow. the big time Cowboys 31 to 28. If a team ever needed to win more, it was the Packers, and they beat a good team to do it. Could this be the start of a little run for the Packers? Possibly. Aaron Rodgers looked good. They had Christian Watson finally healthy for a full game, and boy, did he look Randy Mosk esque. Mm-hmm. Scoring three touchdowns on bombs. Uh, Aaron Jones looked great. Rodgers was accurate. He had that, and that's probably what he's been missing, is that guy that can take the top off a of defense because that opened up mm-hmm. a lot of stuff for him in that game. Uh, Cowboys played pretty good, but not good enough. And 
Packers isn't got getting the W. See if they can keep it rolling. I mean, the craziest crazy uh, stat to me, Jay, is Aaron Rodgers had 14 completions only in that game. Only 20 attempts, 14 completions, and three yeah. of those 14 are touchdowns. Like, And it's 31 points for Green Bay. Like, that's just crazy to me how efficient that is, being a quarterback. Well, and I, that's what I was going to bring up with Christian Watson, too. He only had four catches. For a minute, it was uh, two catches and two touchdowns. And, I mean, so he only caught the ball four times, but he was taking the top off that defense. He was going that deep threat that Rodgers loves, and Rodgers was finding him. Um, CeeDee Lamb had a great game, 11 catches, 150 yards, two touchdowns. Dak Prescott looked horrible. Um, he had two really bad interceptions. Um, I just – I. I, I was I thought the Cowboys had this game. I was definitely a doubter on the Packers. John, how did Wisconsin respond? I know they gave up watching Packers football a few weeks ago. Were they were they were they all excited? You know, and Wisconsin is very similar to a lot of other Homer fans who pay attention to one team. When the team does great, it's we did it, we won, and we are the best. And then when the team does bad, it's oh, they suck, they can't play good, they not good, they are ruining my life. So this week it was we are the best, we are good, <laughs> we, we are, are great, we will turn it around. We're coming it's for on. you, Vikings. We are going to win it all. So we'll see what happens next week with the Green Bay Packers fans. Um, moving on, though, to the Cardinals and the Rams. Cardinals 27, Los Angeles Rams 17. Colt McCoy got the start for the Cardinals because Kyler Murray was out, and he played a pretty efficient game at that quarterback position. Very senior veteran. Um, Rams, just uh, Stafford was hurt that game, wasn't he? He was indeed. Yeah, so Stafford was hurt that game. So Wolford, Wolford. Came in to play the game, 212 yards, touchdown to pick. Rams Oof. just do not look good. Big, it was, big it was news backup in this game. versus backup. Yes, big news in this game. Cooper Cup went down with an injury after his monster performance in this game of three catches for minus one yard. Ooh. He went down with a ankle injury. He's probably going to be out four weeks or more. Um, Cardinals got a big win. Rams season's probably done. After winning the Super Bowl, they aren't even going to make the playoffs, it looks like. Let's have uh, a moment of silence here for the Rams. I will remember you. And we're back. Man, the uh, that Cooper Cup injury looked bad. Um, I was glad to hear that it did not like destroy his leg and shred every tendon inside of there. Because it, it, when he got rolled up on... It, it looked rough. I texted Ryan and was like, oh, no. And I'm pretty sure Ryan threw his phone across the room because he has. Uh, not happy. <laughs> in fact, uh, if any people that are Ryan in the Nerd Herd League happy. listening, <laughs> Cooper Cup is on the trade block. What a great piece for you for next year. I'm just looking for a young stud wide receiver in return. Um, but Colt, for that game, Colt McCoy, I couldn't believe how good he looked playing the game i it was to step in and play as well as he did i it he looked was, better than kyler murray did so did. far this year he he yeah. looked really good so and he's got the coolest quarterback name ever colt mccoy <laughs> <laughs> uh 
going into the next game, we've got the Chargers versus the 49ers. Uh, it was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I thought the Niners were going to run away with it. They did get the win. Uh, Niners 22, Chargers 16. Um, Christian McCaffrey uh, came through in the clutch, uh, got the touchdown uh, late in the game, get the get San Fran ahead, and um, he just he kept moving the chains and kept them going. Yeah, the Chargers, man, they just got so many injuries. Their top three receivers are down, their two tackles are down, and Justin Herbert's not good enough to keep that team winning. Somehow they got five wins, though, but the Niners, they're a machine, man. They should have won by more. Yep. But uh, they're a machine. Jimmy G is undefeated if he doesn't throw a touchdown pass. <laughs> what a stat. I don't, Captain what Efficiency. Uh, on to the next game. The Chiefs and the Jaguars. The Chiefs win 27-17. And Patrick <gasps> Mahomes, I believe he had four touchdown passes, 400 yep. some yards passing. Uh, looked very good. Juju Smith-Schuster looked like he died on a play. Oh. He got hit so hard, he stiffened up. He'll probably be out a couple weeks. I did not see that. He got hit very hard. You could, he, oh man, you could hear it too. He got it level. Was loud. Was there not a penalty flag on that? Because I thought there was, but I then there, there was too. But then the game went into it. There was not a first down for the Chiefs. Like right oh, after really? that play, it stayed third down. And so it the, the, been. Uh, the announcers, everyone was like, "How was that not a penalty?" It must have been bang bang or something. Uh, Roger it, Goodell pressed the red button in the press in yeah, office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. But uh, w- with that, Patrick Mahomes now has beaten Dan Marino's record uh, for uh, starts in the first. Is it seventy five games? Most, someone... most touchdowns in the first seventy five games. Yeah, yep. seventy two. Yep. That you know what's crazy is for how prolific the offenses are right now that. Dan Marino is still that high up there on passing records. It's just amazing. Man, that guy back in the day when nobody was doing that, think how good he looked back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. When people were throwing for like 200 yards and a touchdown, they're like, what a great game. He, this guy's over here throwing for 450 yards and four touchdowns a game. Man. Just could never uh, But this, this game, this Chiefs-Jags game wasn't even close. Uh, the score is closer than it even looks. Um the only One bright side for the Jaguars is Christian Kirk had a huge game for them. Um, another thing I was going to bring up for the Chiefs, um, really felt really bad for Juju, d- did not look good. Glad that he was able to get up um, and walk off the field. But stepping right in and getting his first touchdown in the NFL, Kadarius Tony, newly acquired from the Giants, stepped in and uh, – he did a hopping touchdown. Did you guys see that where he caught it? And he was right on the sideline with his one foot. So then he just hops his way on one <laughs> foot into the end zone uh, and scored his first touchdown. But uh, Kadarius Tony looked great, had four catches for 57 yards, Did and he, he did really good. I think he had a couple of rushes too, didn't he? Yep, yep, he Hopefully did. Uh, Tooney doesn't do what he did with the Giants after he had a great game and then go in hibernation for the rest <laughs> of the <season>. Get hurt <laughs> all the time, yeah. <laughs> So hopefully Tooney can keep that rolling and not follow that same suit. Well, unfortunately, um, we're not to the end of the Monday night game, but where are we at with that, John? 
Monday night right now, Eagles just got a touchdown. So it's Washington Commanders 23, Philadelphia Eagles 21. 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter here, guys. So let's all just be quiet for the next 14 minutes, and we will uh, <laughs> let the game wind down so we can talk about it afterwards. Those division games are tough, so who knows who's going to come out that one. Um, hopefully you're watching it. It's probably going to end up being a good one. So Currently, A.J. Brown only has one catch for seven yards. They can keep that going. Yeah. It hurts. hurts. I need Jay to win this game. couple touchdowns. And uh, Terry McC- McLaurin has eight catches for 128 yards. Man. I'll tell you Heineke, what, Heineke football. has thrown for 202 yards, 128 to Terry McLaurin. <laughs> I've made so many bonehead <laughs> trades in fantasy football this year. I've traded so many good people away this year. It makes me sick to my stomach. Man, Eagles right. are uh, Eagles are undefeated. If they lose this to the Washington Commanders, that would you can't, be crazy. Division games, man. They're wow. I don't care how bad a team is. You're in a division game. It's always close. Yep. They just know each other too well. That's awesome. All right. Well, that's it for today. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.